Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach. And recently, I saw the WeWork documentary on Hulu. The full title is WeWork or the Making and Breaking of a $47 billion Unicorn. And by the title alone, you can kind of tell that, you know, it's the rise and fall of WeWork. Now, this episode is not geared toward me talking and spoiling uh, that documentary, but it is a jumping off point for something that I think is really worth discussing and considering. And that is uh, the notion of various companies, right, whether we work or anyone you can kind of think of, where they have a just cause, meaning it's a mission that is worth pursuing, that is noble. But what gets in the way? When does a just cause become insidious? When does righteousness become insidious? When does something that's noble get bastardized into something horrific, right? Because I think, you know, I mean, there's many takeaways and lessons and things to discuss based on the WeWork documentary. But at its core, you know, uh, the, the founder, Adam Newman, did have a vision. And it was a vision that many people got behind in terms of the employees, if nothing else, right? And, and not, not only got behind, they truly believed in it wholeheartedly because it was, as Simon Sinek would say, a just cause, something noble, something worth pursuing, something that is uh, advances humanity, right, if you will, and want to think of it in those terms. However, it failed. Now, does that mean it couldn't have failed and so forth? No. It's because that just cause that people believed in was insidious. What do I mean by this? Well, the problem when, when, when things deteriorate is when, when someone, you need both vision as well as logistics. And the logistics parts was missing in terms of WeWork. And I'm not talking about like, as far as WeWork, you know, they were able to get their buildings and so forth and, you know, they were operational. But what I'm talking about more specifically is this idea of actually seeing reality for what it is and seeing the blind spots. And this is something that isn't just applicable to WeWork. I think there's many examples in life, even in the recent history, and I've seen this myself, where people just want to just want to make an idea turn into reality so much that they, they, they ignore facts around them of why something might not be working. And anyone who criticizes something is seen as detrimental or a hindrance to the process that needs to be outed. For example, uh, NASA, right? When it comes to the Columbia and the Challenger, I've told the story before, but it really comes down to... Um, no, no one really believed that there was an issue um, in terms of in terms of either. In, in the case of the first one, right? So, when, so, I, so something to the effect of an engineer brought up, um, you know, something that was wrong was dismissed and so forth, and then boom, um, it, 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 
you know, th- bad things happened, right? Now, of course, they kind of looked at it and examined it, but they fixed the specific issue, but they didn't fix the larger systematic problem, which was the fact that NASA was unwilling to hear criticism. And because of that, then what happens? A second disaster in that sense. In the same way where someone had criticism, it was raised to them, but it was dismissed because it's like, no, 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 no. You know, we don't worry about it. It's fixed. It's all good, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're just being paranoid and so forth. All these sort of excuses. And I think that's, that's the problem. You know, in order to deliver a vision to true life, you have to see its weak spots, you know. Whatever obstacles that arise, you can't just dismiss those obstacles and pretend that you live in some different reality because that's what makes them go insidious. And I, I use the term insidious in the sense like, you know, um, some, some of them truly become cults, you know, in some sense. Others just, you know, from a financial standpoint, go bankrupt and so forth, right? Or um, whatever the case may be, right? It can be interpreted in a number of ways. But ultimately, it means that the noble cause gets sacrificed for something else. And so, one of the things to make, you know, if, if, if there is a cult of personality, if you will, they still have to surround themselves with diverse thought and to be able to hear criticism. You know, they have to set, people talk a lot about culture, right? We work certainly had definitely a culture around it. But part of developing that culture has to be the, the idea that, that voices are heard and criticism is taken seriously. And that's not to say every criticism, you know. And when I, you know, more specifically, I guess, nitpicks, right? You know, if someone has like, oh, the coffee sucks, it's like, okay, fine. You know, maybe we can get that fixed, but maybe it's not on the larger priority scale. So like, this is the coffee that we can afford and so forth, but, um, and so forth, right? So there's a difference between nitpicks and criticism uh, in terms of that. But yes, you know, criticism is ultra important. And, and basically, you know, it, it, what it really comes down to is seeing things for how they are. Because when you can see things for how they are, whatever problems arise, they don't diminish the just cause, but it allows the person or the entity to resolve those problems and move forward with that just cause, with that noble mission. But by putting on blinders, eventually, you know, the things that that were ignored do come back to haunt them and bite them in the ass. And that's the thing. And I think, you know, looking at uh, our COVID response, meaning America's COVID response, I think there's a level of this in there where we just wanted things to be so rosy that, you know, uh, we got into this weird dichotomy of you had one side kind of really wanting to just ignore what was happening. And then the other side to try to counterbalance that went the opposite way and really was like, no, it's all doom and gloom. 
And rarely does the answer lie to most things on one side or the other. It's more so in the middle. Um, and, but by, by neither side being on it, like, it's, it, you know, it, it's sad in a lot of ways that, like, there is really no middle ground on a lot of these things. Like, we've, we've just polarized all these things in general in terms of our American culture. But being able to sort of really suss out both ends and so forth kind of gives you the real truth of it, right? And allows you to react and respond accordingly. Um, but you have to be candid, right? And, and so forth in the matter. Because then, like I said, that, that, that's what allows you to really be solution-oriented. Because you know what the actual problem is. You know, with uh, Churchill, right? People like to cite Churchill a lot, so I'll cite Churchill. No, he's very candid. He said, by continuing this way, your children will die, right? Meaning meaning the, the people that they were sending out as the troops, right? The, 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 the guys who would go to do battle. You know, people will die, he said. Like, he was very flat out about that. But he, he was also very honest about we cannot, we cannot surrender because he knew the threat that Hitler posed. And, you know, I'm sure he wanted to have a more rosy outlook and be, be a lot more hopeful and say, you know, like, hey, we will not surrender, but don't worry, your kids won't die and so forth. No, he knew that a lot of troops and a lot of soldiers' uh, lives would be lost. And so he, he, he was upfront and honest about that. But he was also honest that they couldn't, you know, this was the path they needed to take. And I really wish that more people as individuals, more companies, uh, organizations, groups, whatever the case may be, just allowed themselves to be honest. I think it all starts with Truth, and I mean capital T, truth. You know, not seeing things as too rosy, not seeing things as too bleak. You know, just really seeing things for what they are. You know, having that optimistic view of moving forward in whatever it is that are the aspirations. But the wherewithal to, to see, okay, here's the roadblocks along the way. So how do we deal with those as opposed to ignoring them? That is ultimately the point of this episode and the thing that I want you to consider. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. I'm sure you have questions and thoughts of your own. Please share them down in the comment box or hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek and let's discuss. I think this is a very needed topic. You know, if you've seen the WeWork documentary, you can use that as a jumping off point. We can discuss that or NASA or Churchill or the the pandemic response, you know, whatever sort of entry point you want into this discussion as an example, we can talk about that, you know? Doesn't even have to be any of the ones that I just listed. I think it's an important topic to discuss. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. Um, I appreciate you and hope to see you next time.